Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 214 of the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I am talking about the Celtics option at point guard next season. Because after losing in six games to the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, the Celtics are not sitting back. They have already made significant moves to upgrade their roster, trading for Pacers guard Malcolm Brogdon, who in 36 games for the Indiana Pacers last year, year, averaged 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists. And they also signed stretch forward Danilo Gallinari, but right now I want to focus on Malcolm Brogdon because the team already has two other point guards in Marcus Smart and Derek White, and there's a strong case for and against all three to be the team's starting point guard. The case for Marcus Smart is obvious. He's the reigning defensive player of the year, the first point guard to win the award since Gary Payton, and defense was a massive reason why the Celtics were able to turn around their season last year and make it all the way to the NBA Finals. And Marcus Smart also brings the intangibles. I do think he's a bit of a leader on this team. He is the longest reigning member of the Boston Celtics. And the team gave him a contract extension. They made him the starting point guard and they were rewarded with their first trip to the NBA Finals in over a decade. I think that speaks volumes. There was really good results with Marcus Smart as your point guard. The case against Smart is the below average offense. Last year he shot 33% from free and took over 5 per game. And for his career smarts a 32% free point shooter and his overall field goal percentage is 38% and really this comes home to hurt the Celtics at the end of games where your most inconsistent offensive player becomes your most aggressive offensive player. There have been moments where smart has been clutch but overall he's the Celtic I least want taking the game winning shot and I do think smart is a victim of the era he is playing basketball in. Like Marcus Smart in the 1980s would be a monster because he would be coached to routinely attack the basket. But in modern basketball, everyone is taking frees and so is Marcus Smart. And that's a bit of a problem because he's not Steph Curry. He's not Dame Lillard. He's far below average when it comes to those guys and his free point abilities. If Marcus Smart took the free point shot out of his game and only went for layups, I think his field goal percentage would skyrocket from where it is right now. Smart's confidence definitely gets the best of him at times. I mean, he has the confidence of a Steph Curry. The problem is he's not Steph Curry. And his aggressiveness almost cost the Celtics a trip to the NBA Finals. I mean, he was really bad in the final minutes of Game 7 versus the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. I do think a fair critique of Marcus Smart is he thinks he's on the same level as his teammates Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He thinks he's part of a big three with them. The truth is he's nowhere near their level. He should be more of a role player than what he is. I do think Marcus Smart is capable of being a starting point guard in the NBA and a starting point guard for the Boston Celtics. And I wouldn't be mad if they keep him at the starting point guard spot. I just want Marcus Smart to not make bad decisions. That's what I'm asking for from the point guard spot. 
You have to be the player that makes the most smart decisions game to game. And there are some games where watching Marcus Smart is maddening because he makes all the wrong decisions. Smart is the most polarizing player on the Boston Celtics. Half of the fan base would be mad if they moved on from him and traded him away. Half of them would celebrate. One thing you can't deny about him, he loves to do the little things like draw charges. Not every point guard is that way, especially the star ones. Marcus Smart not being a star player helped the Celtics last season because, again, he's willing to do the dirty work that other star point guards in the NBA are not willing to do. And he can also shut down star point guards like John Morant. If you take Marcus Smart away from the Boston Celtics, you are definitely going to lose something on the defensive side of the basketball. And I've heard this argument, well, you'll still have Robert Williams. Robert Williams is a great defensive player, but he is a center and he can block shots and he can block free point shots, but he cannot defend Seth Curry. He cannot defend Dame Lillard. He cannot defend John Moran or Chris Paul. That's why you need a guy like Marcus Smart. You control him for the offense all you want, but he is one of the best defensive guards I've ever seen. The case for Malcolm Brogdon all comes from the offensive side of the floor. He's superior to Smart. The 29-year-old shot 37% from free last year and 46% overall and is just as good of a passer as Smart as he is averaging 6 assists per games over the last two seasons. He's also a skilled defender. He's a former rookie of the year. I mean, this guy is uber talented and I think there's a lot of people out there that think the Milwaukee Bucks would have won an NBA championship sooner if they had kept Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, they traded Brogdon away and they brought in Eric Bledsoe, who was terrible in the postseason, and then the Bucks didn't win the championship until they replaced Bledsoe with Drew Holiday. I also think Brogdon is the type of guy who would be willing to take a backseat to guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. He's already played with the Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's played with star players before. He's been the best player on the Pacers and it really hasn't worked out. So maybe he's now more willing to be more of a role player. Malcolm Brogdon is not going to average 20 points per game on the Boston Celtics. I don't think they need that from him. What they need from him is 15 to 17 points per game and to be reliable at the end of games. The case against is his health. I mean, he only played in 36 games last season, and I think one of the bigger issues on the Boston Celtics is not knowing how many games big man Robert Williams is going to play next year. Do you really want to add that dimension to your starting point guard as well? The one thing about Marcus Smart, you know, he is going to play in as many basketball games as humanly possible, and that is something you really need from a point guard. If you name Malcolm Brogdon your starting point guard, and he only plays in 36 games, next season, you're going to have a massive problem because then you can't go back to Marcus Smart because he's going to be all pouty for losing his job. The other reason I would prefer Malcolm Brogdon on the bench is I think you need that microwave off the bench to give you 15 to 18 points a night. He would really be able to do his own thing and lead the bench. You don't need him on the floor with Tatum and Brown. The problem is when those guys aren't on the floor, you don't get enough offensive production and that's something that Malcolm Brogdon can definitely bring to the table. And that was one of the biggest differences between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. The Warriors had options off the bench.
bench. They had Jordan Poole, a guy who could come in and score at will. The Celtics didn't have that. You thought maybe that was going to be Grant Williams. You thought maybe that was going to be Peyton Pritchard. Those guys did not show up when you needed them most. So now you have Malcolm Brogdon, a guy who is the ideal candidate to be the sixth man. Like, I could see a world where Malcolm Brogdon wins NBA Sixth Man of the Year next year because he's that talented. And at the end of the day, it might not matter if he's starting or coming off the bench. What will matter is, can Malcolm Brogdon make game-winning plays at the end of games? And I think he can. I would make the argument that the Celtics' starting lineup was not the problem during the NBA Finals. I thought they had one of the best starting lineups in the entire NBA. You had Marcus Smart, you had Tatum, you had Brown, you had Horford, and you had Williams. That's a pretty deep group. The problem was their bench. They did not have any really good shooting coming off of the bench. You had some inconsistent guys who sometimes showed up like Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard, and then you had a guy in Aaron Neesmith who you wasted a first-round draft pick on and never turned into the sharpshooter you thought he was going to be. Add Brogdon to that bench, you now have Brogdon, Derek White, Danilo Gallinari, Grant Williams, and Payne Pritchard if he remains with the team. All of a sudden, you have some lethal scoring off of that bench. The case for Derek White to be the starter. Derek White reminds me of an old-school point guard in that he dictates the pace of the game. He's never going to be the best player on the court, but he's never going to make the wrong play. He's always going to make the right decision. He's a smart player, which is what you need at the point guard spot. The Celtics acquired him at the deadline, and I think he'll thrive with the full season with the team. What I like about him is Derek White never plays out of control. His game is simple. He's not super athletic, but he gets the job done. Like, there's just something that's really fun to watch him play the game. Like, he's not the most super entertaining player, but I really enjoy when he gets hot because he kind of deserves it because he plays the game the right way. And that's what I think of when I think of the point guard spot. Somebody who plays the game the right way. And I think that's something that not always Marcus Smart does. And I think Derek White thrives with that. He always makes the right plays. And I do think he has more of that pass-first mentality where you would want to pair him with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Because I think that's what he'd be looking to do is just get them the ball and get out of the way. And I think that's something this Celtics team lacks. Like that kind of guy who just wants to pass the ball to others. I don't think Derek White wants to be a 20-point-per-game scorer in the NBA. I think he just wants to win basketball games. The case against White is he's very limited offensively. He's not flashy. He's going to go through some three-point shooting droughts. Like, I think he's not the type of guy who's going to be able to consistently score the ball at the end of games, but he can have some moments. Like, in Game 1 against the Warriors, he was a huge member of that comeback win in the NBA Finals. I also think Derek White is a good defender, but he wasn't very good against Steph Curry during the NBA Finals. Like, I do think that's a major drop-off defensively between him and Marcus Smart, and maybe even Malcolm Brogdon. I think Derek White is an adequate defender, but he's not your best option on the defensive end when it comes to your point guards available. Derek White just reminds me of what old-school starting point guards used to be. Like, a guy like Kirk Heinrich with the Chicago Bulls. He was just there. He was a double-digit scorer. He was good, but you never talked about him. He was just consistent. Like, he was never going to be on the 
the list of the best players in basketball. He's not Chris Paul. He's not Darren Williams. He was just a guy who was going to go out and help the Bulls win some basketball games. And that's what I think Derek White is. And I do think there's a spot for someone like that to be a starting point guard in the NBA. Like, I like those guys, those quiet guys who just go about their business and help their team win basketball games. Like, not every point guard needs to score 20 points per game. It doesn't always lead to winning. I think Derek White's style of play leads to some winning basketball. It did in the postseason. He really had some moments. I grew up with the Celtics winning an NBA championship with a young Rajon Rondo, a pass-first point guard, the type of guy who was never going to take over games. He eventually became a star player, a guy worthy of like a max contract, but early Rondo was an old-school point guard, and that's the same way I feel about Derek White. He's never going to be the best player on the court, but he's never going to be the reason you lose a basketball game. Too many teams in today's NBA have a point guard who is going to either win or lose a basketball game because they have the ball in their hands way too much. You have James Harden, you have Russell Westbrook, you have Kyrie Irving. The list goes on. These guys who turn the ball over at a very high rate because they have the ball so much. I like the old school guy like a Derek White who's not going to have the ball all the time and when he does have the ball, he's not going to turn it over. Yes, occasionally Derek White will turn over the ball but not at the rate as these other star point guards. That's why I don't necessarily believe you need to have a star point guard or a guy who averages 20 points per game. You can win with a classic floor general and that's exactly what I think Derek White is. A classic floor general who can lead your team to 55 to 60 wins with him being a role player. It's really interesting what's going on with the Celtics in the point guard spot. They are shelling out serious money to these free guards. Marcus Smart will make 19 million next season, Brogdon 21, and Derek White 17 million. That's 57 million dollars invested next year in one position. It now has me wondering if the Celtics have too many point guards on the team. Remember when those Phoenix Suns teams at one point had Goran Dragic, Isaiah Thomas, and Eric Bloodsoe all on the roster at the same time? And the Celtics situation is a bit different because on the Phoenix Suns, all of those free players were identical. They were score-first point guards in Dragic, Bloodsoe, and Thomas. At least these free guards are very different. Marcus Smart is the defensive guy, Malcolm Brogdon is a two-way player, and Derek White, like I said, is a classic floor general. But still, you have to wonder, do you need these three point guards on your roster? The other fascinating thing about this trio of point guards is they have me wondering what a point guard should be in modern basketball. Should it be Smart, who is the only one capable of shutting down elite offensive players? Should it be Brogdon, the only one capable of the free of scoring 20 or night? Or should it be White, a guy who you can win with, but will never be the reason you are winning. And a lot of it comes down to the star duo of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They have played with score first point guards in Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker and had some success, but never reached the NBA Finals until Marcus Smart became the starting point guard. He's not an ideal starting point guard, but if you want him on your team, the only option for him is to start. He's not going to go back to coming off the bench. The team 
identity is its defense, and Smart is a huge component of it. The real loser of this offseason for me feels like Peyton Pritchard. I don't see him getting any significant playing time moving forward. I would not be surprised if he is traded before the start of the regular season. I do think as NBA fans, we've all become accustomed to the star point guards, the Steph Currys, the Dame Lillards, the John Morants. It's easy to forget that in the 90s and early 2000s, the teams winning championships had point guards like Avery Johnson and Derek Fisher, good players, but role players. And a part of that is the league was dominated by centers. Now it's dominated by guards, but the Celtics have Tatum and Brown, so they do not need a star point guard. They've been there. They've done that. They had Isaiah Thomas. They had Kyrie Irving, and they had Kemba Walker, and it didn't lead them to the promised land. They have now gone further with Tatum and Brown than they did with any of those free players. The Celtics do not need a score-first star point guard. Because if they go the route of the score-first point guard, they are going to lose a lot on defense. And I think a lot of people have been thinking about the Celtics point guard situation because of what happened in the NBA Finals. And here's my read of what happened. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were turning the ball over at an insanely high rate. And the only way that this is going to get better if those two players get better at handling the ball. No point guard is going to fix that problem. These two are going to improve. I have faith in that happening. I don't need them to bring in a score first star point guard for them to improve their games. I think that's going to happen on their own. I do think you can grow and develop from losing in the NBA Finals. I don't think you lose in the NBA Finals and then you go, oh, we need to get a star point guard. You brought in Malcolm Brogdon. Maybe he is a future starting point guard for the Boston Celtics, but I don't think he's going to be the answer to your biggest problem because your biggest problem was your star players turning the ball over. If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown continue to turn the ball over, the Boston Celtics are not going to win the NBA championship. If they can fix their issues, they can easily win the NBA Finals next season. Let's take a minute and talk about Celtics president Brad Stevens because what Brad Stevens has done is made it so head coach Ime Udoka does not have to heavily rely on one point guard. He can ride the hot hand. It felt like at the end of the finals, he was out of options. You now have three guys who average double digits throughout their career. Smart with 12 points per game, Brogdon with 15 points per game, and Derek White with over 11. I'm curious to see how many minutes each will get, and more importantly, which of those three will be on the court for the final minutes of the basketball game. The Celtics were a bad fourth quarter team last postseason, and they were able to make the NBA Finals despite that. Now maybe they can turn a weakness into a strength if Malcolm Brogdon can play really good solid minutes in the fourth quarter. Maybe a full year of Derek White with the team. Maybe he can improve. Maybe Marcus Smart doesn't need to play as many minutes in the fourth quarter. You have to feel good if you're a Boston Celtics fan. You were within two games of winning the NBA Finals, and now you bring in a guy in Malcolm Brogdon, who at times has averaged 25-5. and I mean, that is a big upgrade for your bench. You need to feel good about the future. You have two star players under the age of 27. There is a really good chance of the Celtics making it back to the NBA Finals, and if they do make it back, you have to think that they're going to learn from their past mistakes against the Golden State Warriors, and they can improve 
improve on that and eventually end up winning the NBA Finals. However this all plays out and whoever ends up being the starting point guard for the Celtics, the team deserves credit for making a move right after making their first Finals appearance in more than a decade. Many teams would be satisfied. This move makes the Celtics one of the clear favorites to make it back to the Finals. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <music>